Let's start the show, War. <laughs> Movie tooth, tooth in the tongue, teeth in the lips. Red leather, yellow yeah. leather. The, the taint <laughs> is like the flavor saver of the penis. <laughs> and that fact is brought to you in part by Movie Shop. <laughs> well, yes, okay. Streaming <clears throat> service guide. Well, it's uh, again. If you hey. if you made it past that, well, welcome to another episode of Movie Sherpas with uh, me, Jason, and Taint Ferguson over there. I have <laughs> Warren in the other room. And through that door is what I call the Gooch Gallery. I just have. He just has all of these famous photos. People, famous people's Gooches. Yeah, it's like, from different shots. It's a it's a variable. Uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a taint gallery in there. It's yeah, and it, it, it's it's humbling. It's it's yeah. You know, like. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> it's humbling. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, Gucci goals. Gucci goals. Gucci goals. Oh man, that's okay, mate. That might be our first piece of merch. <laughs> Gooch goals. Gooch goals? It's yeah. Gucci, like the same logo, but it's spelled. It's spelled Gooch. like Gooch. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Well. So we're going to have Gucci gag. <laughs> and it's like, you know the Gucci logo? It's like two C's. It's like a G and a C. We do the same thing. It was just ass cheeks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just ass cheeks with a little just like maybe balls we're not 100% sure welcome to hey. movie sherpas ladies and gentlemen uh this is episode we're getting close to number 10 uh this is episode uh this is episode nine of movie sherpas this is pretty cool uh, if you if you don't know what's going on here warren and i like to uh watch a lot of different movies and uh, they might be movies that you haven't seen. And since the streaming services during this whole lockdown thing have pretty much been what everybody's been looking at, it can be a bit taxing trying to find something new. So we are here to guide you to Blockbuster Basecamp. We're here to give you something to watch. I think I would, I would, I would fucking reckon to say that there is nothing more frustrating than having like free movie services at your fingertips and feeling lost. Like like you know right. what I mean? Like no, having you're right. three of them and you keep going through fucking every single one and like, what the fuck is new? What have they added? What's there? And so we take that deeper dive where we might be going into the stuff that's always been there. That isn't on the, you know, top ten in the country right now. That isn't you know, that that's kinda hidden behind the front page of your streaming service. Exactly. Um, not always. Sometimes we'll focus on the newer stuff, but especially through spooky season here, we're trying to go off the grid. Wanna- yeah, we're definitely, during this, uh, this my, it is my favorite time of year, dude. I love the fucking Halloween holidays. And we want you to, we, we, we don't want you to, well, I mean, we do want you to watch the classics, but we, we don't want you to be stuck 
in that, like like Warren just said, where you don't want you to feel lost, and then you just watch the same movie that you watched every single year. Um, we're, we're, we've developed, uh, Warren, I always say we, I'm a part of this, but Warren has developed a list uh, of films that are going to scare you and make you feel uncomfortable and do all of the things that we want movies to do to us during the Halloween season. And I venture to say that 90% of them are films you probably have not seen. Uh, like this particular one that we're going to talk about. See, I didn't even know that this movie existed. I found it Me on either. YouTube to watch. Actually, actually um, that's awesome. That's actually an awesome thing to drop in here because yeah. YouTube is a valuable place to stream mm-hmm. movies because they do stream a lot of movies free with ads. Yeah, absolutely. Which that's look, I'm, like, it's... yeah. I mean, if you look at like back in the days of like streaming and pirateering, yeah from when i was growing up it's a fucking great option um, absolutely you know it's like risk-free it's uh and it's valid as fuck you know and look there's you watch a movie on tv you got commercials so why not and at least these ones have a skip button after five seconds so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's totally worth it um no that, that's a really valid point that's one thing that we've actually avoided for like like you said almost 10 episodes that youtube is a valid Absolutely. YouTube is um, YouTube is definitely and especially when we're talking about horror films. Um, yeah. especially when we're talking about horror films, YouTube is a hotbed for independent horror. I mean, you find I have an independent horror film on YouTube. It's an independent horror short. So, it's like I and I think it speaks to this movie especially because of its subject matter. Um, this, the movie that we're going to be, that we're going to be reviewing, uh, not, I always say we don't do much reviewing, but the movie we're going to be talking about is, uh, the lost footage of Leah Sullivan. Uh, it's 2018. Um, it's a, it's a movie about a a girl making a vlog. Basically. I want to say right off the bat in conjunction with the last movie we covered, good GM. Mm hmm. And fantastic image for the thumbnail oh yeah that's an awesome that that poster yeah that poster really cool i dig it a lot yeah Um, because it tells you everything it's Mm -hmm. such a clever you can tell whoever put that together probably has done their stint in those worthless college art courses (laughs) i spent plenty of time (laughs) exactly you know because it had it just it tells you subjectively all the elements of the film mm-hmm. in one image. It's, it's like very well composed. It's very well put together. And I dug it a lot. And this is actually, again, like most of the movies on this list, it's a movie that my wife had found, uh, talk about online. And I had done the research on it to find out if it passed my rigorous uh, <laughs> screening to whether we would watch it or not. <laughs> I I'm like a I'm like the Hitler of this house. <laughs> I just I am just a a, a terrible dictator. <laughs> no. Thank God we're not called movie Hitlers. <laughs> well, that's a I'm sad that we didn't think of that name because <laughs> that, that is we might be attracting sad. might be attracting a much different fan base. Um, but uh, this. Uh, the the poster and everything it encapsulates 
like you said, the entire film, the innocence yeah. of the main character, the the, the camera. I love the camera lens on. Oh my like, god! The, and it's so reflective uh, and like just everything about the image. Like we, in conjunction with Kojim, this movie from that image tells you everything. Yes. Right, you know what you're in for. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I love that, and, but it's not on the head either. It's, it's mm-hmm. a very, it's a pretty, it's a very artistic um, composition that they've gone for. With yes, it. like it, it's very out there. It's very individual. I've not seen anything like it. I don't think I've seen a poster like it. That's another poster I probably like in full scale because, um, like I said, I've got. A, I've got a closet full of those from when I went to the movies, but like I got like kind of like a thing for them now. Like Yeah, and we, we touched on we, we touched on the the whole thumbnail and movie poster thing in the last episode. And I think it's incredibly important uh an incredibly important aspect these days. It's almost I mean, as as we talk about advertising for movies and everything, it's it's almost kind of come full circle you know it's back in the day it was these hand painted hand illustrated beautiful works of art that that were that were put out there that now sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases and now it's a thumbnail right it's fairly insignificant but it's actually doing the same thing for you so the time it takes to go into that and the 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 different aspects of it what's up scott the different the different artistic aspects that have to go into creating that is it's it's pretty darn special when you come across one like like uh for for this for this movie here for Leah Sullivan. Um what did you what did you think uh what did you think about its uh what did you think about its quirkiness? It's a very, very it start it the whole movie it's like I, I likened it to Descent into Darkness. When yeah, you no, click this yeah, movie I on it, it looks like it's going to be funny. Yeah, no, I I loved it. I loved um, the real world because that's that's the most important thing in a horror film that gets overlooked, right? Yeah, it's that the world before the horror needs to be relatable to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to feel like this could happen to me. And what a real world that they bring us into, right? Like, it's very real. The traffic stop is one of my favorite scenes in the film. Mm-hmm. It's f- so insignificant, but that's because it's done so well. Yes, right. Like, and it's it that that point is such an important part of the film as well. But it's so run of the mill in terms of interaction that we've experienced as people. Right, like it's very relatable, but it's also done in, in it, it's it's underwhelmingness to that scene is done through overwhelming effort. You know what I mean? Right. To, to, to get that across. There, yes. And... There's so much, there's, there's so much care taken in this movie to completely, to, to completely gloss over the fact that, uh, it's, you know, a fairly large production a fairly professional production about someone's school project. You know, it's they, there's a lot of care taken to to make it seem this this is this is 
by far the closest to actual found footage as far as what it looks like. The graininess yeah. that's established, the the use of long cuts, you know, the use of a lot of a lot of action happening off camera just as much as happening on camera. There's a lot of I, care taken in that, and I really appreciated the uh, the extent that they that they go to create that kind of real environment. Yeah, that opening scene, like I said, the 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 first scene where we're introduced to characters in that traffic stop, and that being the beginning of this relationship starting to build is such a divergent from the actual course of the film mm-hmm. it's, it, it's done so well that it works right like yeah. it distracts you from where the film is going so like we're going forward but actually we're looking sideways and we're going this way mm-hmm. yeah we're going deeper into the darkness but we're too busy focused on this yeah. and it, that's where the real life elements come into Right, like just those little moments when they're drinking coffee and they're talking, having small talk, and um, huh? it's not. Um, Never mind. Oh, okay. It's nothing important. I thought you said something happened. No. <laughs> okay. No, no. Would you like an apple? Have an apple. <laughs> a glass apple. A glass apple. <laughs> Wash it down with something. There you go. Glass oh, apple sorry. cider. No, I love Scott. Back to what you were... But no, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, those little insignificant moments of their relationship building is, like, such a divergent thing to where we're almost looking on the sidelines while unknowingly being pushed deeper into the deep dark yes absolutely situation and 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 not just that it's it's very organic it has this very organic feeling and it is a you know in itself is a found footage but i love i love in a found footage film or in any sort of paranormal hinted film when you can convince me like i hate it right off the bat when they're like these people are looking for paranormal stuff it's like oh yeah well guess what we're gonna find you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I love it when there's this like disbelief or there's this element of like trying to debunk and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because that brings us in there into the movie in this um, kind of aura of arrogance. Right. Right. So it brings us in kind of like what we're familiar with, like ghost hunters, that type of thing. So we're coming in with this aura of arrogance, like they're not going to find anything, but in a movie they can find anything. Uh, exactly. Right, like we can, we that's, can, we can literally find. Yeah, that's the a thing. that's a brilliant point to uh, to to bring up is the fact that in in most of these in most of these found footage style films, they they don't uh, they don't necessarily they don't necessarily bring that. Uh, maybe we won't find anything. Kind of uh, aspect into it. They don't ever. They don't ever uh, play on the fact that none of these, like investigators you see on TV, are banking on somebody getting killed by a fucking ghost. Like none of them are yeah. going to be like, "Man, wouldn't that be cool?" They're like, "I hope that that doesn't happen." And yeah. and and in this and you know, so like all of the all of the found footage or paranormal or 
you know, even even like movies like this where it's more like investigating a investigating a murder type of thing, they all go in with this like I'm gonna, you know, uh, like you know, there's there's you know, there's this stuff that's that's just bugging me, and I gotta get to the bottom of it. And it's yeah. really theatrical. In this movie, there's that there's that arrogance, but it's not. It's like it's what it would actually be. Yeah, it's no, like, that's why it has we're that very fu- real element. We're going to this. We're going to this crazy, weird murder house, and we're gonna. I'm gonna solve the. It, she is so. The, good. the she's really good. Oh my god! Uh, what's her, I need to know her name real fast here. I had it. She's and I fantastic. Lost it. Anna Stromberg. Anna Stromberg is phenomenal in this movie. I will say we keep referencing through these found footage the Blair Witch. Maybe this is without being a total rip off of it. She has that same kind of element. Like whereas the Blair Witch is like, oh, we don't really know. You know, there is that like, like, you know, that unknown like not expecting to find anything. Like mm-hmm. we don't know what we're in store for. This real essence of mystery whereas like a lot of these found footage films the cover or the title gives away the fact that of course they find something right you know what i mean yeah this whereas, this, like, this one kind of keeps off yeah this one but keeps uh know. this one this one this one keeps a lot of uh well i mean until you actually do see that there's something there uh which yes. we'll talk about definitely will cuz it's done brilliantly but the the entire the entire film is I hate to I hate to compare another film to Borat, but it's exactly that kind of. Well, it's you know it's a it's a it's a a school film. She's there to to make us to to work on a school project because she's trying to solve this unsolved cold case murder, and it's they keep the they keep the cinematography so amateur. And they they go to great extent to really hammer home the fact that she's really never used a camera like this before. She's never tried to film things herself. She's not very good on camera. Which is which honestly is a level of mastery of its own. Oh yeah, isn't it's, it? Like it's like that camera work is so like you say like it encapsulates that. Mm person who's not really familiar with a camera from somebody who is obviously very familiar with yeah what's meant that is you know what i mean which is even harder for her so for the fact that she pulls it off in this film and and, and like you said the acting to camera as well and stuff like yeah, that it's, it's so organic yes yeah. um it really works it's incredibly difficult for an actor or act- actress to be put on camera and told hey um, you need to be bad at this, yeah. Because yeah, exactly. Because exactly. they'll act like the the immediate thing that that's going to go through their head is, okay, I have to act like this is unnatural. I have to, I have to look and feel uncomfortable. I have to, and it'll come in as like an over the top performance. Yeah, and it'll kind of t- it'll it'll turn the movie it'll make it kind of wacky and make it kind of funny. And which, I mean, I've seen movies that do that where they'll lean in on some comedic element and then completely rip your heart out of your chest at the end of the movie. Yeah. That's happened. Like I think um, Grave Encounters did that. Gra- absolutely. Basically Gra- just mm-hmm. completely ripped on 
Zach Baggins and was just like really good on camera and very good at narrating what was going yeah. on. Yeah. But then that was the end of him, you know? I mean, like, yeah. whereas like this film is like, like you said, it just the concept that we're brung into, the reason the cameras there, all that stuff mm-hmm. makes sense as well with how she acts out her part, right? Like, yeah. it, it all connects. And again, we've we've gone through kind of like some some I mean the some basic rules of these found footage films, which we talked we talked a little bit last episode that that they make up a good part of this list, and it's because it's a fairly new subgenre in horror. But one of the things that just completely takes you out of the film is the either non-existent or incredibly ambiguous explanation of why the camera's there. Why was this footage found? Why was she filming? What blah blah blah? And this this mo- the the openings the opening scene of this movie is fantastic. And her playing with the camera in the mirror. Yeah. And then that initial setup where she's, you know, narrating like I'm going to solve the McMull- the was it McMullen or McCullen uh murders. And you're all like, oh, happy and all kind of like, well, what's going to happen? And then she does that. And then in the back of the frame, that person steps out of the window. And you're like, what the fuck did I yeah. just see? Yeah. There's, it's, it's so, the all of the, all of the scary stuff in this movie, it's done to such great subtlety and such great effect. I love that the audience is aware and they're unaware because then it builds that tension, mm-hmm. right? Because they're unknowingly going into a place that we know stuff about. So I love knowing more than the characters know, right? Like that's a huge build in tension and horror, especially in those exploration found footage things, right? When yes. we have a little bit of, inf- we don't have much information, but we know more than they know going into it, at least as far as the in-your-face horror aspects go. Mm-hmm. And I loved... And, 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 and that's where I find, again, where the, the cover of this film just tells you everything, right? It's all subtly. It's all... Like, it's all noticed on the backhand, right? Like, yeah. it, it's... it's. I, it's I found it's, myself... I found myself... Uh... I don't, and I, I do, I, I do this in movies. Uh, if I, if I want to see something, you know, you go back and you look at the scene. I found myself doing this while I was watching it for the first time. Like I would roll it back and try to see. Like um, a great and a great example of it is when they they first see something in the window. Yeah, and and when Patrick, who is the love interest in the movie. Um, he's like, I saw something in the be- in 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 the window, and then they roll the footage back, and they kind of d- and like I did that, and I went back to the scene that they reference to see if I could see it, and and what it's just like when the movie starts to be meta like that, and starts to kind of be aware of itself, they ride this line of being campy and being like. Sort of like I don't care how scary the movie is, you're kind of you're almost you're almost scary movie. <laughs> you're almost like you know you're getting there, especially with a movie like this where 
she's so she's so like a real girl. I don't know if you can even like. I don't know if that would even what no, even. But I, you, you I get like, what you mean though, right? She isn't. Um, she plays she that like a movie girl. Yeah, she plays that it's, ambitious but young college journalism film student very well. But it's such a real character, right? Like I mm-hmm. feel like everyone has at least known or at least met somebody. Like, yes, like exactly. Who's always got the camera with them, who's yep. always working on something, who's got just this, you know, because, like, me and you are, like, into movies and stuff, and we have a certain drive and stuff like that to complete things, but, like, and I, I don't mean to come off bad here, but, like, there's always a girl with that same drive is just a different level. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, there's, like, yeah, like, it's we've all different seen... different level of ambition where she's just, like, on top of it. She's X, Y, and Z's all planned that like just this different level of right. thing, and it's so honest. And I, I think that's what pulls you in on that first act, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's that that very real element. I, I just love the the. I love that there's hardly any reviewing process. Like whereas in ground in uh, paranormal activity, they had the reviewing process involved in it. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's like we're picking up on it and they're missing it because obviously she isn't, and and because of the nature of how she's filming, we know she isn't going to be reviewing this. Yeah, and, we know you that. Know she's, I mean, and, and, that the the only reason they review that that footage when they see something in the window is because he literally saw it when he had the camera in his hand. He literally saw it. He's not referencing the film that they were watching. He's referencing what he physically saw with his eyes. And he just I so think, happened to catch it on camera. I think there was also the best use of a romantic interest in a horror movie. It was it, it was because it more actually impressive. added to the story. Yeah. It actually gave something. It actually added us another character to otherwise it was just gonna be her. And so now we've got this whole extra tool. Um, not calling the guy at all, but like you know, what I mean, but like it just adds this whole extra point of view. Who doesn't have a camera? Yeah, he's very, or, uh, he's very Dewey. He's very, uh, yeah, yeah. He's very, he's very, you know, officer, you know, special officer Dewey. You know, he's very, he's very well, David Arquette a, in this movie. I think as a guy, he's very relatable. Though, mm-hmm. in those type of instances because we all had that moment where your girl thinks your house is haunted yeah and as much as you're trying to be like open to like her concerns and shit you're just like this isn't real <laughs> like you know what i mean and just being like yeah. uncaring and just wandering into things and that's kind of the role that he plays and so it creates this like like i said i keep using the term but it's like a very organic set up in terms of character right like none of these characters are super outlandish the thing that they're doing isn't outlandish people do this all the time and i again that added with the fact that we're like the only people picking up on the little bits of warning signs that are popping up it's like really cool I, i i dug that a lot i i really uh i really appreciated the um, 
the the long like the long form interviews that happened in this mo- in this movie when she's interviewing like she interviews a oh, it's her aunt right the I forget the name of the character yeah yeah it's uh yeah Margaret Stromberg uh, it's part of her family because she's from this town that she's re- that she's doing this research from. Um, my favorite out of all of them, though, is uh, the gentleman that she interviews in the uh, in the workshop wearing the flannel, and he yeah. tells and he tells that incredibly scary like campfire story about the the house, and it it it's it's really magnetic the way he tells it, but it's really cool that she reacts to it the same way that we do. Yeah, yeah. It's that's very creates that um that's what creates that like attachment to her. Yeah. Isn't it? Like that's why now from that point onward we feel what she feels. Mm-hmm. In the fit like that creates that emotional attachment where if she is scared, we feel scared for her. Yes. Like, and that's a hard thing to do in a horror movie, right? It's like, why? It's like, it's that question in any movie, but it's like, why does the audience care? Yeah. And it's like, that's a really easy, non low stake way to invest the audience in her emotions and her fears and her, how she feels matters to us now. Yeah. Right? Like, because we're attached to her reaction. And, um, yeah, and then that counteracted with the dude with his very, like, again, non-tropish, but very realistic essence of, like, I don't believe this. I'm supporting you in this, but I don't believe it for a second. And so, of course, he's missing a lot of the stuff because mm-hmm. he's going in there with such a nonchalant disbelief of it off the bat that he's just missing a lot of the warning signs that like i said us on the as the audience we're picking up on everything and we're just like wishing we could tell them because yeah. now we've got this attachment to them we're like that it is Bitch, there was this thing over here like dude what the fuck yeah. are you doing you don't like don't leave her alone like go like and and it, that's what creates that tension which creates the horror which makes those things more scary and it's just like it grows into like when you look at the set, like you look at it as like a filmmaker, again, it's similar to like um, the Black Hole Ghost, and maybe more so than the Black Hole Ghost because this house is unattended completely. A totally achievable project. Mm-hmm. When you talk about like the number of the cast, I mean, take the interviews and stuff out of it. I, yeah, you know, I mean, what have you four, as far as there's <laughs> literally five people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that, but it doesn't feel like that. No, you know yeah. what I mean, it like, feels like, like a much larger project. Film, absolutely. If you were to like what, just sit back and watch this film, you're not counting how many people are in the film. The story flows and takes you into the thing so well that you don't notice until someone points out, "Oh yeah, there's only five people in that entire film." Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, that sounds pretty fucking weird. <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah. that's a small project, but what they pull off and the production value that they get from it, oh, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. I think anybody um, who wants to make a film or anything like that could look at a film like this. Like, this is how you do a small film with a big feeling, because it feels like you know, exactly. I mean, it yes. feels like a it big feels, production. It feels it, big. It's very. Um, it feels. It feels very. It feels very much like. Uh, 
trying to. I had it. It was right there, and now it's gone. I had a long day today. God, what was I going to say? Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll figure it out later. Um, the movie the movie itself on the outset sort of feels like it's gonna. Yeah, here we go. The, I got it now. The movie itself uh, feels as though it it wants to scare you early, so you're always yeah. kind of looking for it. But the uh, the neat thing that I like about this particular movie, and it's because I'm a I'm a I'm an old school person when it comes to my favorite horror films, is the fact that it's a slow burn. Yeah, it's a ninety it's a ninety minute movie, and they take their time. They really craft this. You know, they really they really over the first two acts, they really craft this story about. Not only the town, they craft the story about what happened in the house. They their sign put there, you know these all these signposts and all and everything. When he gets her the case file, the pictures and all and all that. That's another element to it. When the guy in the plaid tells the story, there's this. It's almost. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, it's. It's kind of like The Exorcist, you know. It's kind of like yeah. The Exorcist. It, it moves. It um, it develops. It develops to the same cadence as those old as as like Jaws or Poltergeist or The Exorcist. It it has this like it has this plodding along, and you don't notice you don't notice the train car picking up speed because it's picking up speed so slowly. But once you're in it, once and and it happens in this movie, once that door to the house closes, you're in it. All of a sudden, you pull back and you're going a thousand miles an hour, and you can't get off this train. Yeah. You can't stop what's about to happen. It's just gonna fucking happen. And this movie it's- does such a great job. There's a bunch of them on this list that just kind of reel you in ever so slowly, just kind of. Yeah, yeah, you know, something's going to happen. I'm not sure what. So, so just keep looking. Just keep, I don't know where it's at. Exactly, just keep looking. Exactly. That's, and then, that's one thing I, I you're in the middle. <laughs> I, I, the one thing I love a lot about it is, like I said, again, the, the, the we're introduced early on to the concept that we will be seeing things that they don't see. Right? Mm-hmm. But that's a thing that they drop early on. And then as the movie develops, we go deeper in. And then, like you said, once they finally commit to the investigation, they go inside and that door closes behind them. Ours as the audience have this false comfort that, like, but they could, they're just, they're like, we've been outside of this place. We know that they can leave. And then the fact that they don't, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that, that, that that's the rest of the film inside of this very small area yeah. of property it's um it becomes quite claustrophobic and then of yeah. course added that into like us seeing things that they don't see and like so again i i love i love the element that the audience sees what the characters don't see because it creates things because the one thing i hate the most in horror movies broad brushing this is when they pick up that first scare happens and they see it 
Mm-hmm. And then the other, when they see every scare that happens, and then you're like, why are you going into that dark room? You've already seen all this shit. But whereas in this movie, it's kind of like they haven't seen it. Only yeah. we have. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen it. And so, like, it removes that kind of protesting that the audience does. Like, why are you doing that? Why aren't you doing like, Yeah. Why are you going here? Why are you going there? And it's just like, because just like you would if you had like if you're in a house like this and you're exploring around and you haven't seen what we've seen as the audience on this back pan that we're set on they continue about their business and it's so painful and scary to us to watch to know something that they don't know while we're safe and they're in danger and we can't like tell them like we can't contact them and be like dude no 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 like stop it stop it Lee. It's uh, it- it's they they do they do that they do that to to such a, a like a refined point in that last in that last act where you literally go into that house and you know like you like you just said you know they're not coming out you know for a fact this is it. This is this is it. This is the last part. There's not going to be a twist here. Like they're they're going to die. Yeah, and, and you think that that would kill the tension, right? Yeah, you you, you would. Think that that totality that we know as the audience would kill the tension. But at that point, they'd done such a good job in the first act of developing mm-hmm. characters, developing the scenery, the area, the history. That even though we know that, we're still like, come on, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> come on, it. like. But like rooting for them, mm-hmm. just you know what I mean. And it, yeah, it. I, I don't know. I, it's one of those films. Like, I don't know where I'd rank it. Like, this list is a hard one to rank. But I don't know where I'd rank this one in the list. I don't think it would come top three. But I think if it came to like, out of all these films, what I'd recommend you, this would probably be in the top three. I don't know sure. like, if that makes any sense. Like, if we were going to tier these films in like a top ten. I don't think it would be in the top three, but if you were going to say people were only going to watch three of these films, I think this would be one of them. Yes. Yes. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Does that make any Absolutely. sense? No. Yeah. Cause I, I, I definitely have, I definitely have rankings going. Maybe that's something we could do. Maybe we could release like a, a, that, that could be the concluding episode of the spooky season thing. We might rank these and do a long that's episode. A, yeah, on that's them. That might cool be idea. something we do. Um, if if you're listening and you hear that and you like it, please check out the Facebook group and let us know. But yes, this movie is definitely for uh, this movie is on like two recommendation lists for me. This is this movie is if I would if I had to pick three, like you said, this movie would definitely be one of them. If someone came to me and said, "Hey, I'm I want to make a horror movie, but I don't like I I I want to make a horror movie, but like." I, I I only I'm I'm a student of the of the the old school the classic movies. What would you recommend like a movie that I watch that's that you know that's new that I could get inspired by? And it's totally this one. Yeah. This is this is done. This is like the this is like the closest I think I've seen someone come to to. To getting the this is <laughs> Warren's Sorry, Warren's everybody. doing masonry. Yeah. 
this is, this is the closest. <laughs> this is the closest someone's come to making something resemble found footage. Like it's yeah. not. It's not po- Even the audio is shit. And I say shit as in like it's still good audio, but it's no. But that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, that's something that we haven't touched on when we talk about any of the other found footage films. Mm-hmm. Is that like this audio is raw, yeah. isn't it? Like it has you hear all of the imperfections, the crackles, the the white noise. Yes, even like exactly. you know, what I mean, like in those open spaces, you hear it, and it doesn't take away. Like that's the problem with found footage, right? Is like people apply their movie. Uh, or film course experience to a found footage film where found footage breaks all of the rules. Yes. So and having perfect sound is going to ruin your found footage film. Mm-hmm. Having really bad sound will ruin it too. It's like a sweet spot. Yeah. There's this is, like, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be somewhere between your shitty camera audio and your perfect road yeah, mounted there's gotta microphone. Be there's got to be portions for me to buy into. It, there's got to be portions of the movie where I can barely hear what they're talking about, and I have to turn it up. Mm-hmm. Yes, there has to be right? moments again, like that, that. Say that, like they're like, "Oh, that's a pretty cool." No, but it's interaction. Yes, your audience is physically interacting with you right now because mm-hmm. they're so interested in what you're saying that they will turn up their audio, and that means that when that other thing happens. Yeah, it's gonna scare the living right, shit. You know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. clever. That's yeah, there's, the... there's this movie goes through. We, uh, you talk like one of the first things you said is is the that opening scene, the traffic stop, and everything, where where we're so busy with our heads turned this way that we don't notice that we're still headed yeah, towards we're, danger. We're still on. We're still on that um, haunted house. Yeah. We're still, ride, yeah, we're right? still like, thinking that, like, oh, this could be paranormal, or there could be, maybe they're going to get in there, and the spirits of the people that died are going to, you know, are going to do something, or say something, or they're going to discover, blah, blah, blah. You still have that kind of hope that there might be, you know, maybe we're going to solve this case, and maybe it's found footage because she got out and they dropped her camera, or something like that. It does. This movie does such a great job of, of just kind of stacking these, uh, these these very solid but unstable elements. They do a great yeah. job of, of. They slide her in there as this kind of. She's almost bumbling. She's almost like she's yeah, teetering she's right on the level, like right on the edge of professional. She is, but like I say, as as far as found footage goes, she's one of the most compelling characters mm-hmm. that I've ever come across in a found footage film. And it's not anything of the eccentric level, the outer level of personality. It's just how grounded and real that she is. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's very believable and very real, and she has you know like when she has that's why that um the cop character he serves a Mm -hmm. real purpose because he shows that like she isn't this arrowed personality only focused like that she's focused on outward things and this is just what she's doing right now 
Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and so like, and that's what's so real about because a lot of these other films kind of focus on like, this is all this person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When and, Patrick, the, the police officer and love interest uh, comes into the picture, <clears throat> good push. Um, <laughs> when he comes into the picture, when he comes into the picture, we are reminded that she is a college student, you know? Yeah. Because she has like there's that there's that moment where, and I, I loved it because they put it. In, they I loved the fact that they put it in the movie because we've all been in that's the situation that we know that we knew was about to happen. Like it's when they were reading the case file and drinking beer and everything, and they're in her room and he's talking about how creepy her room is with all the dolls in it, and they're drinking beer and they're going over some stuff. And the entire time, she's, like, locked onto him. And, yeah, like, they're going over the case files and looking at the pictures and everything. But she's like, we're going to fuck. <laughs> like, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I know it's, I know it's kind of piggish of me to pick up on something like that. But it's like, they put that element in there. I'm not talking about you. I know you don't give a shit, but anyone listening would be like, ah, "That's weird to notice that." Maybe. Yeah, I know. You- <laughs> no, no, I, I totally agree with you, though. I think that, but it's it's a very real way because sex is in horror movies anyway yeah. mm-hmm. for for almost no reason. Whereas in this movie, it, and and that's again a very authentic way to put it because. I think in horror movies, a lot of the times that while the nudity is mainly female, the sexuality is mainly pushed by the males. But like in this one, it's, you know, she's a college student. There's a cop there. He's a nice guy. He's Mm -hmm. a good looking guy. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I mean, like, and it's like, there's something that's going to happen. You know, it's it's like a bit of a switch up, but it's also very real. Cause like, you know, like, um, like, growing up, I had a lot of, like, female friends and stuff. Like, I know how girls think. Like, I'm not just guessing, you know what I mean? Girls formulate plans just like guys do. And so, like, yeah, exactly. it, that, that's what I think makes her so much more real. Is she isn't this, like, vulnerable virgin-esque character that's just like, oh, this guy wants to be with... Like, no, like, she has her own drive. She has mm-hmm. her own objectives and goals that she's going after and that, i think that that's part of the sexuality in the movie that kind of shows her as a driving force yeah. instead of a she she's somebody who makes things happen and not things happen to her mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that and it, it establishes that and that's that's one way when we talk about like sex in movies where it's a tool where it can actually be worked to push a story forward or develop a character when it's done like that, it's done really well to where, like, we know that, like, she's all fucking business, dude. Like, yeah. she's like, I make shit happen for me. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody, you know, I mean, nothing in my life happens without me s- making it happen. And um, again, I think that's why she's such a likable character as well, because male or female, it's a, it's a relatable mindset or goal that she's pushing for whether it's with her project or whatever you know i mean it's it's sexually ambiguous you know i mean it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. we're all on her team um like i said which is it could could not be said for a lot of other horror movies you know i mean where there's other 
most characters where there's like you've got like a female lead who's all also sexually submissive to another character that we don't really know anything about and he's just there for being there and that kind of breaks that uh, following of her, you know that push of her. Right. right? It's it's very it's very difficult. It's very mm-hmm. difficult in a horror movie to have a female lead that is that is strong all the time. And not to say that that's not it's difficult uh, as a as a concept uh, to understand. It's it's difficult to make a movie that was that is successful because people don't necessarily get behind that. People don't necessarily, yeah. you know, and it's cool that you know Anna Strom Anna Stromberg who who plays Leah Sullivan. I mean, she's also a a writer, director, cinematographer, producer, set director. She, I, I mean, set decorator. Uh, that's even um, that, that was funny. It, that's it, that's funny. That's on, on her credits there. Set decorator. It's like, right. sweetheart, you probably could have. You, you don't don't sell yourself that short. <laughs> like set. Right. De- like I know you. I, I you you made this damn film, and it's yeah. fucking amazing. Um, but that is another credit I put in that cap because the set on there. Oh my god. Yeah, that's why. That's funny. why I said what Isn't I it? said. That's why it's, I said what I no, said. Yeah. It's like, don't uh, sell no, yourself I, I, set decorators. Like, no, you fucking did a thing. Created it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, no, I, this I, is I, much I totally more than that. I, I totally agree with you in what you were saying. It's just like, the, the as you were saying it, I kind of jumped ahead to what you were meaning. Yeah, it. no, it's, it's like, like uh, it's, there's she, so much what more. What she created as that. far as that set. Like, look at that set. Like, if you got a bunch of film students and you drop them off at that place that she filmed, mm-hmm. no one's going to make this film. No. Like no, this film no. that she managed to make with that set and not just that, the interior of the place and like how less is more with horror, right? Like we didn't need any pagan symbols. We didn't need any like satanic shit going on. Yep. Just the vacancy of it was really uncomfortable before we even saw anything right like just how vacant it was how it wasn't like it was vacant and there wasn't any sign of anyone being there but it was not quite dated like it should have been right Right, yeah it was there was there were certain like in in you go in for the they use that as a as a tool to rope you in too when she's when she's observing that these cans of food have been eaten and you know there's this faucet's dripping, which is weird because there shouldn't be anybody here. Has it been dripping for the past eighteen years, or has it? You know, uh, like there's there's all she's the intelligence of the the intelligence of the character is is downplayed heavily by the trope of her being an ambitious blonde woman. She's like she's like yeah, uh, yeah. what's her. Uh, She's like, what's her face from Legally Blonde? You yeah, know? yeah, she's yeah, she's know. like, she, there's this there's this bubbly element to her, um, that kind of yeah. She but, she puts out she puts out this like ah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing type of thing, but she for sure. she is. That's almost like it's so and it's kind of cool to she's it's kind of cool to experience that and know that that's not who this character is with the ambition that, that she puts out in the movie. It's almost like she uses 
the fact that she knows she's going to be assumed as this bubbly blonde college student to her advantage to get what she needs from people. For sure. It's an incredibly, um, it's a very final girl. It's very like, it yeah. is like she embodies all in this movie. Uh, Stromberg embodies all of the qualities that the all the best final girls, all the Sally yeah. Hardesty's, the Laurie Strodes, the she embodies all of that. One of the like hardest final girls, maybe ever. Though she's so without her in the film, like because she's not just the final girl; she's also the only driving force mm-hmm. in the film for why any of this is happening, why we're there, why we're pushing forward while everyone else wants to pull back and and stuff like that. And and so, like, I think it's it's almost, like, gratifying in a way. You know what I mean? To to have her even, again, like, because you see her ambition to fulfill this and as things become clearer and clearer, still her... um, you know, her persistence mm-hmm. holds out. Whereas like in a lot of the other films, it's like, this would be the point where they're running and yes. she's still driving forward. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I dig it a lot, man. I, I it's really very, like um, it's, it's, I, I hope to see her in other, in other horror movies as an actual final girl, yeah. instead of just, exactly. instead of just, Putting a putting together a character that we feel as though it's that this character is yeah. in in that sort of element, but like she's pretty. <laughs> like, no. uh, yeah, my goodness, no. my no, my she, goodness. Uh, not take away from any of the stuff that she did, but exactly. Man. But and and that and and that in and of itself lends to. Uh, this film potentially not working, you know, cause she plays, she plays such a, uh, she plays such a real character that I don't know how to say it without sounding misogynistic, but you would think that stereotypically, right. That a girl like her wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, but, you know, but like stereotypically, like again, without being misogynistic, the crazy ones are always hot. <laughs> like they always are. Like they. That's the fun. You know, that's, that's that's an interesting why, point. That's why this. That's that's why this fucking derp of a cop takes fucking <laughs> how many days off? I don't know yeah. if there's a fucking deputy you can take that many days off in a row right he's like fuck my job this is so fucking hot she's so crazy <laughs> we're gonna go and do gonna go you know what i mean like yeah. and it just it just feeds into that but um no that's another thing in this film right because like most horror films it's always the guy who's cautious always the guy who's like something's going on here and the girl's always the one like but in this one it's kind of like role reversal where the dude and i think it's more realistic in that sense because i look at like the dynamic between me and the missus and she's always a bit more cautious of like what was that noise what was that and i'm just like ah, fuck it you know what i mean so, right so the dude the dude plays more of like the derp right he's just like oh it's fine i, I won't bring my gun i won't really like, it's like you right, know, yeah and you're like, like fucking bring your gun bro 
Yeah. But like, and it's just very, it's a very, it, it's an incredibly refreshing take on, and it's, and it's a, it's, it's a, no wonder that she was so instrumental in getting this movie made because it's not a Hollywood take on a movie like this. And it's so refreshing to see such a great, a well done movie be so realistic and be so, yeah. And be so ambitious with going against the grain as far as character stereotypes. And, you know, the, you know, the, the biggest one, don't go in that room. You better not go in that room. And then everybody goes in that room. There's none of that in this movie. There's, there's, there's apprehension of course, to go into the scary abandoned house, but all of the scares, all of the tension, all the there's two fuck me moments in this movie that oh are my God. I know yeah. that are you know which ones I'm talking about. I'm not going to spoil it for yeah. everybody. You know what I'm talking. There are two huge like Jesus Christ moments in this in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they come out of just fuck all nowhere, and it's yeah. be- and it's and it's because there it, there there isn't this. There isn't this tropish foreboding of again. We talked. We talked about it in uh, the last episode. The don't go down that hallway. Don't go down that long hallway. There's none of no, that in yeah. this movie. Even though the whole movie's about a scary abandoned house that you shouldn't go into I, anyway. But there's none of that like intentional. You know, two setups and a gag. Two setups and a gag. Now we're gonna do three setups and a gag. Oh, it's different. There's none of that. It's just the scares and the tension happen so naturally that I think it's the, I personally think it's the most believable found footage film on this list. Yeah. That's what me and the missus said after we watched it. It's like that that was as far as like, we watched a lot of found footage films, but like after watching that is like, and again, like from the microscope, me and you have put it under here. I think that, the sex role reversal is like a huge part of that which instead of having having the female be the one who's more cautiously attentive Mm -hmm. to the situation and having the male be the one who's more like well i don't care like you know what i mean because especially around a girl uh, in the set that they're in, like they're not boyfriend, girlfriend. And he's like, Oh, well I'm brave. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It just creates that dynamic that we're all familiar with. That's very real. That happens every day, but it just so happens they're in the worst situation. They could ever find themselves in that dynamic. Right. Of like, I'm the brave guy. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? I just like, Whereas, like, it's funny because in a lot of horror movies, it's always, like, the girl just wandering off into, mm-hmm. well, I'm pissed off at you, so I'm just going to walk off into this cornfield for 500 meters and get murdered by Jason. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Just like, that's, that's the, that's the, uh, that, that's the, the unfortunate, the, the unfortunate kind of sexist trope that's in a lot of the, a lot of those horror films. It's like. Well, yeah, sure. Go wander off and get your head cut off, and <laughs> it fucking happens. Like yeah. it, it's it's very it's very refreshing, uh, like you said, to have that kind of uh, to have that kind of role reversal. I'm sure it was uncomfortable for a lot of people to 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 see and to watch and to watch that whole thing unfold. I, I think it's more uncomfortable because it's more realistic. Like yeah. I said, uh, 
and again, like not to be not to come off as like assuming gender roles and whatnot, but typically, um, you know, at least in what I'm familiar with, like me and my wife, she tends to be more um, environmentally attentive to noises and things going on, and I tend to be more brutish and more like well i'll just fucking go and see then <laughs> like you know what i mean just <laughs> yeah, walk exactly. you know what i mean and just and and it's that's why it hits that very real tone i feel mm-hmm. like where she's very much more she has much more knowledge yeah than this dude who's her only real like if he would just stay close and do his actual job be so in that early stage of their relationship, he's so ready to like prove himself. He's almost like a fucking liability. Yeah, he even he even says it. He even says it at one point. It's like, hey, it's okay. I'm here. Everything's safe. You know, I'm here. He even says it like in in. I think it's like yeah. you know, like midway through the third act when they're in the yeah. house. Like everything's gonna be fine. I'm here. Everything's gonna be totally fine, okay? Because because I've got a gun. It's just me and you. He says something along those lines, and you're like, "Oh Jesus, God!" Now you said it. You know it's not true. Yeah, it's like now you said it, and you're gonna. Yeah, we know exactly what's gonna happen. It was true, but now that you've said it, (laughs) exactly, exactly. It's a dude. It was. I watched the in I watched the trailer on this one for I watched because I I watched all three of these back to back while I was working, and I watched the trailer on this one um, just because uh, sometimes I do that and sometimes I don't. It's actually kind of a it's the luck of the draw, really. If it's ava- if it's funny, if <laughs> I'll watch the trailer first if it's available to watch on Amazon. But if it's not, I won't bother seeking it out. I'll just click play. But this one, it was available on Amazon, and um, even the well, the trailer has a fuck me moment in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really yeah, it's, does. It's a great trailer. That's, oh, that's it's, it's a phenomenal trailer. That's one thing. A lot of these movies that we covered that we haven't really talked about is the trailers, because a, a lot of the ones we've talked about don't have necessarily very good trailers. Yeah, no, I a mean, lot. Well, a amateur, lot of them better come filmmakers, out. Amateur filmmakers don't have a great understanding of trailers. They might make a great film, but trailers is like well, it's a, a different com- skill set. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a completely it's a different. Totally, skill set. completely. It's like, yeah, totally. It's like different. movies to music videos. It's like two completely mm-hmm. different forms of art. It's it, it and it. So like some of the trailers might sell them short, but no, this trailer is a good one. Isn't it? It's, yeah, this uh, this is a this. Uh, I recommend absolutely. I might even link uh, the trailer. You know, that's something I might do. Now that we have the Facebook group, which you should go be a part yeah, of, I'm going to link all sure. of these movies. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that just as a, a page on the the group. I will link. I will find all of these movies. I will, and I'll link them. Uh, in a post, so you could just click and be there. Uh, but if anything, watch the trailer for this movie before you watch the movie. Yeah, oh, no, um, yeah, it's it's one of those trailers that doesn't ruin anything. Oh yeah, but it just is so good for anticipation. And like you're going to be some movies are terrible for trailers, right? Mm-hmm. Where like it's like don't watch the trailer or ruin it. But this one, it's like... Marvel. 
yeah <laughs> but with this one it's like definitely watch the trailer you know kind of what you're in for you get a little bit of a feel for it yeah and it doesn't take anything away from the film no it's, it's not it's really uh, well done it's it's not one of those you know three and a half minute give the game away here's here's I it's a lot of them are like here's the scariest two minutes of the film there you go yeah. like that's what it is and this one gives you you know it lets you know what you're gonna see it lets you know it, it's a great setup you know it it gives you it's it's a you know it's a three-act narrative trailer you know it's it's set up conflict resolution in the trailer and it doesn't do anything but make you be like okay i need to watch this yeah yeah it's it's phenomenal anna stromberg i want to buy you coffee um yeah <laughs> um and go explore a haunted house with you but sure. uh, you made a f- phenomenal movie. Oh, please, God, continue to do that. Cause yeah, this I'd one... love to see a, another movie in that oh, same yeah. genre done yeah. by her, for sure. She, uh, even if, she she, even if she's not in it. Even if she's not in it. Even no, if she does like, like a... Yeah, exactly. She's more of a Just a her grasp on the genre is very uh, mm-hmm. refreshing and um, yeah. very real. This movie, this movie, I, I, I went into it. I, I personally went into it with, uh, okay, another Final Girl style Final f- yeah. Found Footage film. It's good if it's on. And well, my whole thing's like if it's of, on the list, it's got to be good. But it's just going to be, you know, tropish and everything. The perfect mindset to go into it with, though, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It was because it, you're only going to be impressed. Like it's 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 just a solid film and. It, and like I said, it's another one of those which is a perfect Saturday night film. Yes. It did the Saturday same thing night. to me that Descent into Darkness did. Yeah. Did the no, same it, exact thing. I was like, the, the well, opening scene of her, like, did, you know. Right? Like, when you look at what Descent into Darkness did. Yeah. And then you look at what she did. Mm-hmm. It's much smaller, but because of the stakes. It's all about that, isn't it? It's all about character the world, their livelihood, and, and, and where we go. Mm-hmm. Right, so Descent of Darkness is fucking, like, extreme. But no, you're exactly right, this gets the same Yeah, it does, uh, result. yeah, it, it, dis, it, uh, I think the best way, I think the best way I've, I've found to describe it when I was thinking about it is just like Descent into Darkness, you're immediately disarmed. The moment the movie yeah. starts, you're immediately like how quirky and cute she is and how, you know, it's like she's got she's playing with her camera gear and she's, you know, messing up her pieces to camera and all these types of things. You're immediately disarmed. And the only thing that I'll give you, the only thing that I'll give you, listener, is you're immediately disarmed until that person in the window in the back moves look for yeah. that it's in the trailer so i'm not i'm not giving it giving the game away but when no, that yeah, happens exactly. you go okay it's it's <laughs> it that's one of those parts in the movie that is all hindsight isn't it mm. like in the moment we notice but in hindsight you're like what the fuck <laughs> like yeah you know what i mean and like, you end up going like i went back in the movie and was like, was he fucking standing there the whole t- the whole time to- the whole time? 
the whole t- and he and he is. Yeah, that's that, so clever. That character so is there clever. the whole time. It's it's insane. It's such a um, simple and uh, such a great simple horror movie. Yeah, it is it, again. It's just one of those things which is somebody who she's obviously someone who studied film. She's someone who studied how to shoot it, framing stuff like that, and she knows the science of where your eyes fall mm-hmm. and the time of a shot. Right, like, and and that is a science. Like that, you know, that shot, shot for how long your eyes will explore, and then they will fall into a comfortable spot. Yep. And then she changes it, and then you're like, I thought I explored oh, no. this shot. Like, but yeah, you're <laughs> like, I thought I knew what I was looking at. Yep. Until I didn't, and it's really unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not like a quick shot either. That's where a lot of horror movies go wrong, right? It's all those quick shots of scary things where it's like it's much more scary when something has been happening this whole time yeah. and we only become aware of it when it stops happening. Yep. And then That's, like that that is nah, yeah, yeah. that is that that is the entirety of the of the technique used to scare you in this movie. And even though we're telling you that right now, it's not going to save you. No, you're going to love it. (laughs) Definitely. I would wait until like a Saturday night, wait for the sun to go down. Let's get, you know, maybe like this time of year, maybe like 8 PM, 8 30. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a little takeaway, put this movie. You're going to have a fucking awesome time. I envy you. Cause like the first time I was six, I had a fucking great time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a lot uh, that's of these. One thing I love about this podcast is like recommending these films. I just hope that people are going to have the same experience that I had yeah. watching. Because when I watched them, it was just, it's just they they hold that special place in my heart for like horror because they just fell in that perfect time of the evening the perfect little snack or meal with it. And then just being like completely blindsided by what you thought would be like, kind of like a mediocre. Yeah. A simple tour. (laughs) This fucking sledgehammer of a, you know, of a scary. Literally. (laughs) But yeah. uh, yeah. Now, and, and the, the cool thing about this list that, uh, that we have here is, all of like a majority of these films are they're they're feature length but we're talking like between 70 and 90 minute films some of these are hour an hour long um like one that we'll talk about i want to talk about host i'm so excited to do that episode i'm so excited to do that episode dude that's um, a that's a short episode but it's one which is like what a um, poor bro. <laughs> it's definitely going to be one of those episodes where less is more. Definitely, right? Like where like the le- like it's going to be a very short episode from us. But if you listen to what we say and you go watch it, yeah, you're you're, ju- you're gonna love. Host that. actually, it's- host will more than likely be a bonus episode just because it's a it's a short film, and uh, it's a film like Warren said, uh, it's going to benefit that we don't tell you much. Just like all of these films benefit for you not knowing much. This one, yeah. this one, um, you know, uh, we'll tell we'll let you know, <laughs> but, uh, this, all of these movies are so like this list itself is bingeable. 
Like if you get together, sure. if you get together with your friends, even though there's about 15 movies on this on this list as it, as it stands, I'll I'll do a spoiler right now. You could turn a weekend um, into it. <laughs> I'll tell you guys a spoiler right now. If you're gonna look at this list, if you guys are awesome enough to be listening to our podcast, which I thank you very very much for, oh, um, so, you've been able to sit so with this awesome. and deal with us talking about this. I love every single one of you. Thank you very much. Um, but what I will say is a spoiler, everyone. Go into the bottom here, look in the description, and check out this movie list. Out of all of these movies, if you want to know a movie, from my opinion, that's going to put the deepest scare into you out of all of them, it's not The Sentence of Darkness. It's a movie called Lake Mungo. Mm-hmm. And that movie is a movie that fucked me up. To a point where, as soon as it finished, I was fact checking on the internet, motherfucker. Like, this shit, <laughs> yeah. this shit, better not happen. Um, it's it's a fantastic film, and uh, it's actually a really hard film to get hold of because on Amazon it keeps going on and off of availability, and I don't know what the the I'm... reason behind that is, but it keeps d- appearing and disappearing off of Amazon. And so the availability is very here and there if you'll be able to find it. But I would, if, if you guys want to skip ahead, you want to go to the deep dark, you think you're, you want to be a hardcore fucking horror guy during October, I'll tell you right now, you can skip this whole list, go straight to Lake Mongo. And by the end of that film, that's you will be, you, you will be, that didn't really happen, did it? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, oh yeah, so mm-hmm. terrifying. It's it really fucked me in the misses. It was like yeah, that that might be that might be the uh, the pinnacle. Lake Lake Mungo Lake Mungo might be. I'm not sure. That might be a upcoming episode, or we might we might save that guy till we get closer to Halloween because that. Uh, yeah, I I would say push it towards the end. To be and, honest, but and it's um, it's cool. Like we're we're wrap it up here, um, shortly, but. This this movie is cool. Lake Mungo is cool because it's from 2008. It's from a very, it's from a very uh, interesting time in horror, right? It's a, it's from a very, uh, it's from a very, uh, it's from a very artsy kind of uh, avant-garde portion of the middle 2000s where. Not much was off limits. Everybody was kind of trying to to ki- everyone was everyone was chasing the paranormal activity dragon, but then there was all of these movies that were like, nope, we're not doing that. We're gonna go yeah. a layer underneath uh, that and make something that's truly gonna terrify you. It's it might a bunch be of movies the greatest there. Australian made film that I've ever seen. It, it's it's fantastic, and yep. it's like I said, it's it's notoriously hard to get hold of if you want to get hold of a physical copy of it good luck i i i've been trying for a while here it's not easy yeah Um, it's 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 a very elusive i'm looking for i'm looking for an in on it right now and like i said with uh with with the era it's it's coming from 2008 like this is where you get the poughkeepsie tapes from you know 2000 this is this is where there are a lot of 
favorite films mm-hmm. it, again like we're, we're bringing in horror it's funny because like horror is one of these genres that brings a lot of people and a lot of interests into one space because there's the more paranormal people they'll come in and then you get the more true crime people they'll come in you get the more just horror fans who are more into like the eccentrics, the makeup, the yeah. character, you know what I mean? It's just this space, which is like unrivaled by any other space in film. Yes, absolutely. It's, a, just got all it's so eclectic. It's so all coming. Yeah. Like all, all coming into one area and being like, let's make fun together. Mm. Right. Like let's. Yeah. And, and uh, mm. yeah, it, it, and, and like I said, the Poughkeepsie Saints is one of those that really, scratches that itch for me of horror and true crime and investigation into one film. It's yeah. such a perfect reflection of that. And I feel like Lake Mongo is like its dark twin in the yeah. mirror, which is like, it's and when we say, when we say is it, darker than the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's mirror twin. It's yeah. just its dark version of mm-hmm. it. It's its paranormal version of Poughkeepsie tapes. It's it's excellent. And um, but yeah, I definitely watch Leah Sullivan. Um, watch it, yeah. enjoy it, then reflect on the image, the poster. The poster deserves all the credit. Yeah, um, this and and it, and everything, every single element of this movie from its sound design to its cinematography to its set design to its advertising it's just a it's a it's a chef's kiss as yeah. far as independent uh, horror it's, horror no, movies yeah, that's, that's it's, it, it, it ticks Witch. all the boxes oh yeah I'm, i would put this in the same at the promotion you know i mean like yeah. their trailer was bad like there was a lot of stuff around that production that was bad the movie was good but like this film all of the surrounding elements, trailer, poster, all of that stuff, like the effort that had gone into it is tremendous and, 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 tr- and to tremendous effect as well. You know what I mean? Like it's not wasted effort at all. It's a, it's a, it's an enjoyable thing. It's, it's a Saturday night film. Mm-hmm. Um, Most you know, definitely. we talked about um, the film before this, like go GM, like go GM, Gojim could be a Saturday night film, but I'd call it more of a, like a Friday. Like if this makes any sense to anybody but me, because I'm a fucking weirdo, <laughs> that's a Friday night film for me. Yeah, Gojim's a and, Friday night. And fr- film. yeah, fr- maybe we have a maybe we have a, a system where we explain that. But you know, Friday night Friday night film is the film that you're. Oh, it's got to have some kind of exciting it's, thing to yeah, it. And it's this yeah, whole it's like. It's bigger production. Entrance. Mm-hmm. It's ask. It's at the end of the work week. It's not asking a lot of the front end for you to invest in, but there's a big thing on the back end. Whereas, right. like Saturday night film, is like more of a whole rounded experience. You know yes. what I mean? Like where exactly. it's like you don't want to waste your time on a Saturday night. Friday night, you can waste your time and get a couple kicks here and there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like Saturday night film is something that has to deliver. Right, yes. like it has to be worth it because it's your Saturday night. There's only one of them a week, month, really. yeah. just like every day of the week. But <laughs> forget that. But, no, it's yeah, a, you... I I totally understand what you're saying. I think the viewers and the listeners, I totally understand what you're saying. It's like 
you know, you, you got to be Friday, Friday nights are Friday nights are, you know, throwing caution to the wind. Friday nights are for your friends. Saturday nights are for you, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's it. And you, you, you want, you want to take care on that Saturday night. You want to, you want to bring something into the mix that isn't going to, is it, uh, it's, it's totally okay if it only, if only does you justice. It's totally fine. Don't watch The Sentence of Darkness on Saturday night. <laughs> like, no, that's going to... You want to ruin, you wanna like, ruin your like next couple of weeks? That's, that's a yeah, that's like, that's a, Descent into <laughs> dark, Darkness is to horror films as Monday is to the work week. It's yeah, essential. Yeah. It's essential, but everybody hates it. You know, it's a, it's not, there isn't, and all you sick bastards out there that keep downloading the goddamn episode, (laughs) it is our literally the most popular episode. We love you all so much for it. If you guys did that, we finally got like a grasp on who you guys are. (laughs) We have found our people. It's going to make this, it's going to make this so much better because then we'll just like focus more on like the edgier, not necessarily in that realm, but like even in comedy and stuff like that. Like, sure. It just, it yeah, no, a, that's a, a ballpark, right? To yeah. It's, it's operate. phenomenal. But yeah, no, that's fucking incredible, man. I, yeah. I, I really dig you guys for downloading that shit. I hope you guys enjoy Leah Sullivan, the lo- the fucking lost footage of Leah Sullivan. Cause <laughs> I, I don't know how you couldn't. I think even if at the end of it you're like, I wasn't scared. It's one of those films where even if you can get through the whole film without being scared, I'd love to meet that person. But if you are that person, you've still got something. Yeah. Because the story is good enough. The, you know? the story the story is the story is mystifying and, and vague in the best way. It gives you just enough information to make you think it leaves enough out to le- to make you want more and it's not yeah. it's not in- it it doesn't feel intentional which is amazing exactly no you'll have a fucking great night with that one absolutely we'll, uh, next episode will be host yep host uh, yep uh, mini episode yep that's go the next uh, bonus episode is going to be host which uh you just wait just you wait it's a good one yeah that's it so thanks a lot you bunch of cunts we'll catch you on the um, next one <laughs> yeah we'll see you later thank Bye. you later